good morning. As, yeah, seriously, as advertised, optional <laughs> seminar. So you can, you, you have the freedom to get up and leave right now, but that's right. If you're here, you're going to participate. We're going to build the largest youth worker human pyramid this morning. No. <laughs> no, we are not going to do that. No, no, thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, cool thing is this seminar actually has a sponsor, which is crazy. Turns out it's God. God has sponsored this morning's seminar, provided everything for it, your existence, my existence, this building, beauty of nature, and the breath in our lungs. So let's thank him to start off by just a word of prayer. Oh, Heavenly Father, we just thank you. Lord, you are the one, like was just said, you've given us the breath in our lungs. You're sustaining and providing every heartbeat. And Lord, you sustain us. Um, Lord, you know so much better, perfectly, you know perfectly where each person is coming from right now, um, where we are in life as we sit in these chairs or gathered in this room. Lord, the, the joys, the sorrows, the ups and downs, um, the uncertainties ahead. And the Lord, you're sovereign over it all. You're in control. Um, thank you for that, especially when we are so brought to awareness of our lack of control. Thank you, Lord. So, Lord, we just come to you now, and we just ask and pray that you would do um, a establishing of good here. You're the one who does that. Um, without you, um, even laborers can labor in vain. And so, Lord, would you just establish good here? Would just even this time, this weekend, lead to a multiplication of good, the establishment of your kingdom, the extension of your kingdom, um, the care and love towards others. And Lord, would you even do a work in us? Would you refresh us? Would you encourage us? And even as those three words, equip and unify us as well together. Lord, thank you that you are so for what we are gathered in the name of, of proclaiming your gospel to the next generations. So Lord, would you refuel us in whatever way is needed for each person here? Um, Lord, it would be foolish um, for me to think that I could meet the needs of each person here, but thank you that you do that. You do uh, multiplication work like you do even multiplying loaves and fishes um, so that each person can leave here satisfied. We, we pray that there would be elements of whatever is shared from me or others or your word, Lord, that would meet the needs of each person here. So would you help us now? Bless this time, Lord. We thank you. We submit it to you. Uh, guide me in my words. Thank you for your words that are perfect and true and full of life. Um, Lord, would you help us to receive from those today? Pray and ask all these things in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, let's just stand and sing a song for a moment. Travis, can you turn my mic off for one sec? Just...
week. We've at least been unified in sound already today. And that is just the beginning of the participation that you have to be involved in if you're here. Okay, I uh, would love to quickly, but not don't want to rush it, go around real quick and just share your name. And then I would just love to hear from each one of us, and I'll share as well, um, one person outside of our family that's contributed to the faith that we have today. One person outside of your um, family, biological family, that's contributed to the faith that you have today. And maybe just if you have the briefest example of how did they do that? How did they contribute, disciple, guide, encourage you and contribute to the place where you are today? I'm starting with the sideways bench on the north side of the room. Here we go. <laughs> Name someone who's contributed to your faith and how they did that. Yeah, uh, my name's Alan. Alan. That's Maria right here that you're talking about, yeah? Praise the Lord. <laughs> Is there a wedding date set? Okay. Okay. Very exciting. Praise the Lord for Maria. Lorenzo, it's good to have you here, man. Oh, thank you for engaging with that. Um, that, that took some time, but just thinking about Oh, I'm encouraged because God has just used men and women, sinners saved by grace in need of the gospel good news of Jesus Christ, and yet he's used them in our lives. I was just thinking, if the person you said somehow, if like this room was turned upside down and they were sitting in these chairs and you were gone, and each person you said were sitting in these chairs, and they answered that question, it would be just another batch, another generation simple people just following God in the midst of life. And that is just what God has done. Generation, 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 generation. Guys, that is what God is continuing to do. So, what time does our, the next session start? We're probably at the doorstep of it. Does anyone know? Oh, cool. So, I th believe God is still at work doing that and even doing it through you guys, through each other. I think one of the biggest takeaways you guys can have from a weekend like this is uh, establishing relationships with each other. So if there was something that someone said in their sharing that stood out to you, can you just bookmark that real quick so that you can go talk to that person at some point in between sessions and just make that connection and say either me too or what was that like or whatever it was because we get to link arms with each other during this time in the midst of the ministries that God has us involved in. Uh, shepherding 101, I am not a master shepherd. Um, our God is, which is really great news, um, but he, uh, shepherding is very important to him. So open up to Ezekiel 34. We're just going to go here briefly and just kind of do a little devo, take some things away from this. 
Um, but this is a, it's a hard passage um, because this is a rebuke towards the shepherds of Israel who have not been shepherding God's people in the ways that they ought be. God is rebuking the shepherds of Israel through the prophet Ezekiel, God speaking through Ezekiel, because he is seeing that they are living, stewarding their positions, authority, in ways that they ought not. And there's a common thread in what is leading to their misuse of shepherding opportunity. And I think there's a common thread that connects all of the ways that all the people we just talked about who cared for and contributed to are your faith, common thread, and then I think those common threads are connected tapestry, if you will. But I'm going to read um, first chunk of Ezekiel 34. I'm going to read it with some intensity because um, though I don't think I've ever perfectly been filled with righteous indignation, our God is, has been, and can be, and I think he's ticked off in a perfect way. Um, So I'm going to read with some intensity coming from God because he's seeing the shepherds of Israel, the ones who are in either religious leadership positions, um, authority in the city, um, kind of shepherds is a broader category of both religious and like institution leaders. They're misusing their power. So here we go. God's word, Ezekiel 34, starting in verse (coughs) 1. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, even to the shepherds, thus says the Lord God, ah, shepherds of Israel, who have been feeding yourselves. Should not the shepherds feed the sheep? You eat the fat. You clothe yourselves with the wool. You slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. The weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed, the injured you have not bound up, the strayed you have not brought back, the lost you have not sought, and with force and harshness you have ruled them. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd, and they became food for all the wild beasts. My sheep were scattered. They wandered over all the mountains and on every high hill. My sheep were scattered over all the face of the earth with none to search or seek for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, declares the Lord God, surely because my sheep become a prey and my sheep become food for all the wild beasts, since there was no shepherd and because my shepherds have not searched for my sheep, but the shepherds have fed themselves and have not fed my sheep. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, behold, I am against the shepherds. And I will require my sheep at their hand and put a stop to their feeding the sheep. No longer shall the shepherds feed themselves. I will rescue my sheep from their mouths that they may not be food for them. Thus far God's word. Ouch. This is perhaps one of the worst job performance assessments given by a supervisor um, that has taken place to date. But these guys are just losing it. And there's a common theme. What was the phrase that was being used that was leading to them not caring for the people? (coughs) Feeding yourself. 
I think we can just boil it down and just say that selfishness is the common core that leads to the neglect of others, that disrupts and destroys care that would otherwise, when we're in positions to extend care out, focus out, the arrow gets turned around. And instead, we become a vacuum. We, we become the one who consumes instead of being ones who provide and sustain. And remember, just the, the imagery is shepherds and sheep, but these are people. These are people either caring for or not caring for other people. So I think there's application for all of us, regardless of what position you are, you are in, because I believe God has placed every single person in positions and spheres of influence. I shared a part of this Devo with all high school students at a seminar um, this summer at Hume, just talking about who has God placed in your lives, who has younger siblings, who has younger people in their youth group that look up to them. Many of us said the people that we shared were just people who were just a little bit farther ahead in life than us. And so God has people placed in, I believe, everyone's lives to be stewarded or influence whatever platform God's given us in their lives. And us, youth workers, my goodness, God is giving us platforms multiple times a week, if not multiple times a day, to give. And I think the common thread that can be seen in all the ways that we talked about those who contributed to our faith is that in some way or another, they were selfless in their time, in their willingness to give of themselves for you. Time, energy, investment, whatever it was. So, as we think about us becoming shepherds who are not selfish, and are able to give instead of take. just want to think about three things. Before we can shepherd like the good shepherd, we must be shepherded ourselves. And just three ways. Shepherded under the gospel of Jesus Christ, shepherded under the word of God, shepherded under the people of God. Shepherded under the gospel of Jesus Christ, shepherded under the word of God, shepherd under the people of God. And then with those things, not just being done once, but continuing on, we then, as under-shepherds, then start dishing out towards others in our care for them. The rest of this passage goes on to talk about the good shepherd who has to come in, intervene, and even counter what has been done. Look at this in verse 14. I will feed them with good pasture, and on the mountains, heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. There they shall lie down in good grazing land, and on rich pasture they shall feed on the mountains of Israel. Verse 15, I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord God. I will seek the lost. I will bring back the strayed, I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak, the fat and the strong I will destroy, I will feed them in justice. We have a God who is the perfect shepherd whom we must receive the care from before we have any hope of extending care that will last and make a good impact 
must receive from him before we extend to others. So it's just the gospel. It's just reliving the gospel. And first, it has to impact our lives, obviously. This good God of ours came, entered into our mess. And just think about, my goodness, this is kind of like our job descriptions. We enter into the messes of others. My goodness, we have the perfect example in Jesus of just what, what he does. Doesn't need to do that. Does not need to do that. Chooses to. Makes himself vulnerable to flesh, decay, death, pain, sorrow. He comes, form of man, lives that perfect life that none of us could ever live, and then gives of himself totally, giving of his life, dying on the cross, taking on our sin, which separated us from God, bridges that gap, and gives us his righteousness, takes on our sin, our guilt, our punishment, and dies in our place. This being shepherded by that gospel is an ongoing, ever-reminding retelling of the gospel. It felt like we were hearing testimonies when you guys were sharing. It was so beautiful how each person played a role in that point in your life in a pivotal way of building up your faith or even helping establish faith in your life. Praise the Lord. This gospel good news is what is to be guiding us, directing us in our efforts that are going out and I think just needs to be kind of just flowing from us because again, it's just the anchor, it's the foundation and it's the ongoing fuel for us because our God is continuing to do it. He's continuing to save lives. Like I just this dirt conference that was just shared about by Jeff, I went and we partnered with this group called Ruts, Riders Under the Sun. These dudes, it's like a prerequisite to get in this club to have a gnarly Pastor Joe kind of like testimony background lifestyle of just like the dirt biking community and all that goes with it. And all these guys now, knowing the depths of the pits that they were living life in and what they've been brought out of because of the gospel good news work of Jesus Christ in their salvation, they're glowing. These guys are kids in a candy shop not taking candy from themselves, but throwing the candy of the gospel at other people. It is beautiful. It's humbling because, (laughs) man, it's convicting. Why don't I? Why don't I steward this message as truly the most precious good news to the person in the gas station when I'm checking out? It's like I am on a mission to get out of there (laughs) without being inconvenienced and be as quick as possible. Why am I not looking to share words of life with other people at any time. Even those frustrating students that are in our lives who we just want to <laughs> discipline or have their parents pick them up or whatever it is. Oh, okay. So, we are initially and then continually shepherded by the gospel good news of Jesus Christ. Rehearse that. We need to rehearse that. In the morning, oh, I'm able to breathe. I'm able to live with confidence now having life secured in Jesus Christ, God, because of the life that you've given that I can have. How can this news go forth? Um, shepherding imagery, we got wolves. That's what the shepherds are protecting people from. So there are wolves in our lives. But we just got to remember that we ourselves have inner wolfiness um, that can rear its ugly head. And so that gospel good news is the first awesome staff blow of the ultimate good master shepherd Jesus that does that wolf in 
and frees us from the influence of that wolf inside, but he's still looking to rear his ugly head, and we still have opportunities to feed that wolf if we so choose to go back to the chains that God has freed us from. Um, And so I think it's the ongoing intake of God's word that is just so guiding, helpful, full of loving warnings that would just say, steer clear of this. Don't go down this path. God's word is shepherding us on a path of everlasting life, of truth, giving us opportunities, understanding to have great discernment and wisdom in this world so that we can steer clear of even the ways that we would feed a wolf inside of us or draw, go move closer to wolves in the world, in the culture. And so just want to encourage you, <laughs> God's word is so good. Um, as, as silly as it sounds, I found when I was a youth pastor um, for years, I was at Gracie V. Free right next to Biola University. Um, wonderful place, um, sweet time of ministry there before moving up here. Um, we just found that some of the best times we would just have is just gathering in people's houses and just reading a passage together and just talking about it. Like, and it's funny how that... So we would thought we had to be so creative in our programming, like we had to be cutting edge, we have to do something new, like what's the purpose? But it's just like, actually, some of the most beneficial times just took place when we just opened and read a passage and didn't have any set course, but just like, guys, what do you think about this? These words are alive and active and are better <laughs> ministers in some ways than we are ourselves. So how about we just lift this up and then just rally people under it? And we ourselves need to lift this up in our lives so that we know how to rally well. We know how to live well. So, word of God. Um, I think we can agree that this is a good place to go for life and being shepherded. (laughs) Being shepherded by the gospel of Jesus Christ, being shepherded by the word of God. And as we shared, we need to be shepherded by the people of God. Obviously, this passage brings the awareness of there are people even who are in positions of authority and leadership that are misusing it. That it's resulting in the harm, the detriment, the pain, and even the death of others. So how do we know who to submit ourselves to? We submit ourselves to the people of God who smell and look like Jesus and live according to his word. So in order for us to know and to confidently be able to submit ourselves to others, we need to know who Jesus is, and we need to know what he lives by, what he calls us to live by. And then, guys, again, I, I just think this is, this is our checklist in a sense. Not that we'll ever completely complete it and check it off, But this is how we need to be living with these three things before then we can be those safe people to shepherd and care for others. But at the same time, you can never just rest secure that, okay, I'm completely safe and I'll never hurt someone ever again. We got to keep running through gospel good news, submitting ourselves to the word and submitting ourselves to the people and even the gaze of other people that they can see us, that they can see how we're living, and we're submitting even how we live to them. Have you seen me in my ministry, in my stage presence, in the conversations with people that throw up any red flags to you? Do you have people that can call you out even in how you conduct yourselves at youth group on a Sunday morning? God has placed his arms and feet, hands and feet, and body of Christ to be bumpers on the bowling alley of life. Bowling. They help us. 
But hey, help us. Are you submitting yourself? Because like how, how, how yeah, oxymoronic, is that, is that right? Would it be to like call others to submit to you when you yourself are not submitting to anyone else? So, I think that when we are living in ways where we are reminded and <laughs> continually look back to the initial point where the gospel radically changed our lives, brought us from being dead people to alive people, as we continually submit and, <laughs> oh my goodness, receive the endless bounty that is God's word and guidance, and continue to submit from others, like we've just heard. I mean, if, if you're not motivated to like draw near to people and be influenced because of all the stories we've heard. And if you're not also encouraged to be people like that, because a lot of what was shared was just simple drawn near, being available, moving towards people, seeing them when they're at a pivotal time, a time of hurting, time of difficulty, and just moving towards, how might God use that? It's just, it's encouraging, encouraging to me to think that we're on the winning team. God is for what we're doing. He's not for building your kingdom, though, when we might be for that, when I might be for that. So how do we, as we're being shepherded by the gospel, God's word, and his people with good staff, be making sure that those sneaky wolves aren't coming in and that root of selfishness isn't coming in. I had to th this thought just thinking about it because we are pro-corruptors. We're like so good at corrupting. So we can take any good thing, any good ministry, and the motives of our heart can just seep in and change that direction of the arrow of giving out towards other people to right in here. I was thinking about, is there something involving in ministry that I've never done sinlessly? <laughs> and I was thinking about, I think I landed on Asking for prayer for a time I was going to teach. I'm not sure if I've done that sinlessly. Because I think there's always a little bit of pride in me. That when I'm saying, hey, I'm teaching at this time or wherever, would you pray for me? <laughs> like Even though I think, I think things can just be totally neutral and not the act in and of itself be good or evil. But I'm really good at making things evil because of how my heart is still corrupted and how I still need to continually be submitting it to God. So just here's a gut check for you. What things in ministry might still need some wolfiness uprooted by the shepherding of the gospel, God's word, or others? And how might that lead us to being the doggone best shepherds with God's help out there? Doesn't mean we're perfect. Doesn't we've, doesn't mean we've arrived. For making ourselves available, being shepherded by God first before we then look into others. Because it's just, it's just good news. It's just good news. What's going on? God says in verse 29, I will provide for them renowned plantations so that they shall no longer be consumed with hunger in the land, no longer suffer the reproach of the nations. They shall know that I am the Lord their God with them, and they, the house of Israel, you could say the people of Jesus Christ, followers of Christ, are my people, declares the Lord. And you are my sheep human sheep of my pasture, and I am your God, declares the Lord. I think just one last takeaway. We have total freedom 
freedom to be as selfless as Jesus because he's the one in his death, resurrection, ascension has secured for us everything that we will ever need that will actually last for eternity. The things that we would pursue in our selfishness are earthly and I think would ultimately burn and not last. So because God has secured every single thing that we ever need, we have freedom to live life now with a selfless, loving, others-focused sense of abandon. Obviously, we want to have sustained ministries, so there's boundaries, so many conversations to be had in the midst of that, but there's also freedom in the love and the care that can go forth from us to others. I want to have a one-hour-long question and answer time and hear all from you and your thoughts and opinions but we can't do that right now. I want to respect the programming and the planning that these guys have done so that this time needs to come to an end now, but have some conversations. Maybe I poked something. Maybe you have questions for me or you're mad at me right now. I would love to have that conversation with you, um, but let me pray for you guys. I just think it's so good that you're here. I, I just want to say to you, thank you for coming and thank you for sharing. Um, you're just stories of the ways and the people who God has used in your life to impact you has, um, yeah, filled me up and encouraged me and even, yeah, buoyed me um, even to just take one more step forward in this life and the ministry that God puts in front of us and the people that God puts in front of us. So let me pray for us. <coughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for establishing good in the gospel good news, the life, death, burial, resurrection, ascension of your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you that in him we find now life, freedom, and the power, help, and aid to put to death the selfish roots and wolfiness in our own lives. Lord, that really feels ongoing right now. Would you help us, to be as effective ministers of your gospel, stewards of the influence and platforms that you've given us so that it would not be about us, but that it would be about you. Would people in even gatherings like this in years to come be able to point to the ways that you used our lives to help people see and know Jesus, you, more clearly? Would there not be stories of how cool he was, how trendy he or she was, how funny he or she was? Would it be how much they gave so that the gospel could be received? So we thank you for this crew. Lord, I just do pray again that this weekend would be a time of refreshment, encouragement, equipping, and unifying. Would you allow these conversations to happen that need to happen of different things that have been shared already? Um, thank you for each one. Bless the rest of this weekend, this time, Lord, we thank you. We praise you for the work that you've done. Help us to draw near to you daily. Pray and ask all these things in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thanks for being here. I'm sorry. I owe you three minutes.